welcome to Have a Nice Apocalypse. It's the Talk Film Society podcast series in which we look at the works of Richard Kelly and, more specifically, Southland Tales, the movie. Uh, I am your co-host, Marcelo Pico. And with me, as always, is the co-host of this show with me. I can't do this without him. If you suddenly hear an episode of Have a Nice Apocalypse where it's just me, then you know something went wrong. Okay? Like, uh, and I mean really wrong. I mean, it... it, Yeah, like, like, I I don't even know how that makes sense at all. No, no. no, no. (laughs) I mean, it's Marcus Irving. Hey, Marcus. What's up? What's, up? <laughs> uh, what's popping? How, how you doing? It's been a long time, how you, actually. How you chilling. I'm I'm doing good. It's, I, been, I, a, it's been a long time. It's been saying? a long time. Been a long time. Been a long, lonely, 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 lonely time since we've recorded an ah, intro been for there, this, brother. Yeah. It, it, well, I don't know how long it's been. Oh, actually, I do know. June seventeenth is the last uh, episode we released. Uh, but we've been we've been working since then though. I mean, uh, uh, now it's like August. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Let's explain our absence a little bit. Like, like so, like episode uh, or part nine of this series uh, where we're breaking down the show. <clears throat> um, I made an erroneous uh, promise. <laughs> an erro- uh, erroneous so here we go. I made a pompous. I made a pompous and arrogant uh, promise. This is Marcus would, Irving's uh, mea culpa. That I would uh, gather together um, an epic uh, trilogy of uh, very special guests uh, that we would have on to uh, talk about these final three episodes with. Uh, um, now that we would get like uh, we we'd get re- not that we have not had great guests in the past. I'm not saying that we've we've had great guests on the show, Marcus. Like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sarah Sorrentino. Uh, Brianna Ashby. Brianna Ashby. But yeah, Sarah Sarantino. Sarah Sorrentino. Sarah the, 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 the granddaughter of uh, Paulo Sorrentino, one of the great filmmakers of all time. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Brianna Ashby, just a fantastic uh, artist. My, sincerely, my favorite portrait artist I've ever seen. Uh, we've had... Um, Richard Newby, had, uh, uh, R- Richard Newby, one of the great uh, figureheads in the in the comic book film uh, criticism community. Great guest, and you're not trying to you know diminish their their stellar performances no, on the series. Not. No way, absolutely not. No, uh, but, but, but but we were like, but we but I wanted to challenge myself and be that's like, right. that's right. Let's go for some really big. F- we let's reel some. What's real big fish for this episode? Let's Tim Burton that's dad movie this. Episodes. Yeah, let's do big fish. Let's real big fish. The band uh, that played in basketball. Sure. <laughs> Have you not seen basketball? I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. I I can't tell you one one thing. We'll do a commentary on it at some. Oh point. my god! Uh, All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's uh, and so and so like and, and, and look look, I think we have delivered. It just took time. Okay, this episode we're going to have some uh, perhaps uh, some good guests. Uh, <laughs> perhaps guests. Uh, oh, uh, a guest or a guest. Uh, you, you'll have to see. 
but yeah, you'll have to, you have to see. Uh, and then our next episode, we're going to have a great guest and our next, next episode, we're going to have a, a guest that, uh, is currently on a rocket ship heading straight to the moon. Yeah. So some would say that interview or, or, uh, you know, us getting that guest on that episode, chapter 12 was a year in the making. Some would say that, uh, and yes, it was. It and we'll talk was. about it in depth um, uh, on that episode, in Wait. the intro at least. Yeah, but we're not talking about that now. We're talking about this. But yeah, we have recorded our final trilogy. We are here. We are ready to end Southland Tales. The film. Part the theatrical uh, the, film. The, the theatrical cut of Southland Tales. Our, our in-depth discussion finally coming to an end. Something caught my ear earlier when you said the end of Southland Tales for us. Like no, not the end. Even it's not even close to to the end of the show. It's the end of Southland Tales, as we've been covering it for the last several episodes, where we divided it up into twelve chapters. Yes. After this, we still have a commentary yeah. to do for the cons cuts. We still have to do the box uh-huh. episode, uh, and maybe the another box episode. We got, yeah, we're got. Yeah, we, th- we've got ideas. Yeah, right? I think another episode we said was like another Kelly's faves. I think we we threatened people to do. Yeah, uh, we, we do have two more episodes of. Kelly's oh, that's right. Faves Three, more, two more episodes. Uh, that two we thro- more episodes. That that's a trilogy of episodes. Yeah, we're threatening people uh, that we're going to do two that. episodes on the con cut, two episodes on the box, um, an episode two. on the Donnie Darko book that I just realized existed. I didn't oh, know about right. it. Yeah, so we got uh, more stuff to talk about. And and then we've got one like really big project that uh, God I hope happens. It'll happen eventually. And I think it'll we've happen. We've hinted eventually. at it here. And yeah, there. yeah. But hey, and we'll talk about it in a future episode too. Um, and, we'll, and we'll get our interview with Richard Kelly, of course. Of course, that'll, that'll be the grand finale. Much like uh, uh, that Michael Mann uh, Heat Minute podcast got Michael Mann. Much like uh, yeah. the Light of Fuse guys uh, who do the Mission Impossible podcast got Tom Cruise on their show. Tom Cruise, uh, Camille Nanjani's X Files podcast got him to be on X Files. Yeah, um, much like um, that one show about Tom Hanks uh, getting that actor fired from Band yeah, of Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got they got Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks on there. On uh, much. You uh, two went on Scott Ackerman. Exactly. And- uh, their podcast, uh, and then they also had a member of REM on there, or two yeah. mem- two members of REM, and they got yeah, to they had a few Michael yeah. Stipe, yeah, and- yeah. Um, so we're aiming for that, uh, and that's going to happen because I've read the se- I've, I've, I've read the secret. If I say it enough times, it'll happen. Um, Richard Kelly's going to come on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, even though I made the same, Richard Kelly will come on this. Podcast. Richard Kelly will come on this podcast. Richard Kelly will come on this podcast. Even though I tried to do the same magic uh, with uh, Soderbergh twenty eight twenty eight and got dangerously close to getting him on the show, it didn't happen. But it's gonna happen for this one. Trust me, it's gonna happen. It, hey, and look, that Soderbergh show is still going. It will happen. I swear to God. You know what? Still. It will happen. But I was just so close. Anyway, that will happen. Spielberg <laughs> will come on the Spielberg show. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be no, realistic. That one really happen. But 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 look, we will inter- we will interview Richard Kelly for this, and uh, Mike and Marcella will inter- will interview Steven Soderbergh for their Soderbergh podcast. But that's in the future. The present is now, and we've got some, or we've got a great guest. We we have two guests, but we'll talk about who they are later. But for now, we yeah. need, we need to we need to do our treasured intro segments before we actually. Uh, uh, pass it on to uh, 
the the guest portion of the show. So, Marcus, here it comes. Like we do every intro, Marcus, what are you drinking? Um, I've got like a half a bottle of water over here that I'm just sipping on to it's hot. It's hot as hell in my room right now. Whenever we do these recordings, I have to turn my fan off and it just sucks. So I, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep myself hydrated with this bottle of water. I drank a Pepsi not that long ago. Ooh, nice. That's what I'm digging on. Uh, I am at the bottom of this bottle of water. So I drank water. Hell right. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Two water guys. Two today. water guys in this episode. Yeah. No 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 drinking uh tonight. So there we go. That's 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 that segment. Uh next segment. Uh Richard Kelly News. Uh we gotta we gotta yes. yeah, we gotta talk about what's been going on in Richard Kelly land. Hot topics. Yes, hot topics. So let's let's dig into it. Let's dig into it. Actually, there is some news. <laughs> There's legitimately some news happening. <laughs> Oh fuck me! So actually, then the the day this comes out, this podcast episode, I, I'm starting. I, I'm stealing this uh, uh, segment right now. I, I'm taking the reins. For, Please for this do. Because I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, it's huge. So at the American Cinematheque uh, Theater on August 26th, uh, yes. uh, the day this episode is released. I didn't plan it this way. It's just happening. Southland Tales, the cons cut, is screening at that theater. The American Cinematheque in Santa Monica, California. So, yeah. And who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? Richard Kelly himself. With J. Richard Kelly himself. The Arrow Theater, by the way. The Arrow Theater. Uh, A Q&A with Richard Kelly uh, at a screening of the cons cuts of Southland Tales. Wow. Are we going to be there? No way in hell. <laughs> Not unless, like, I, an act of God takes us to California. We're, we're recording this on Sunday. This is happening on Friday. As, mu- as much as we'd love it, I don't think we're going to be able to make it. Uh, maybe if... Maybe if we have a sudden surge in in Patreon submission, uh, <laughs> people signing up, uh, we'll be able to afford some plane tickets out there. But as of right now, there's no way that's happening. Doesn't seem and, like it's going to happen. And hey, uh, uh, if there's some big news that breaks there, I mean, just think about it, Marcus. Like, what? It, well, I will say he did do. Uh, there was a screening of the cons cut maybe five years ago. Uh, at the at the now uh, uh, buried um, the dome place, the Cinema Dome, the Cinerama Dome, or whatever in LA. I remember they had a screening of South Tales the Concert there. Um, and yeah, it, I think because of that screening, because of the popularity at that time, I think it led to Arrow uh, releasing it on Blu-ray. So who knows? Maybe there's been momentum. Uh, maybe there's been momentum uh, of like Southland Tales is having a resurgence. Maybe Kelly found some money. Maybe he might make an announcement at the screening. Maybe he'll say, yes, folks, Ooh. like I'm doing a Southland Tales prequel show on Netflix. They gave me a hundred million dollars. I don't know. I'm speculating here. I'm spec- I mean, who knows what will happen? Or, uh, or maybe this is part one of a, of a 50 state trip that he's taking the film around going to 
going to show everybody the film again. How long would it take for him to get to your state, do you think, if he did that? Iowa would probably be pretty far down the list, which means it would probably come to somewhere in the middle. They aren't excited about it, but they're going to be in Chicago and Minnesota anyway, so like they can just hop in a skip down here. Yeah. And I I'm I think I'll be in like the top ten cities that he goes to first. Austin, I mean, yeah, uh, 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 I I think one of his movies premiered down here. Maybe is that right? I don't even know. Um, Where's Sundance at? Sundance is in um, it's up there, you know where Sundance is. <laughs> I I should know this since I run a film website, the Sundance Film Festival. Sundance, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, but that happens like once a Jerry year. Jerry San Sundansky. That's great. Um, <laughs> was that good? That was that was good. Actually, that was really good. It's so good you don't need to say Thank it ever you. again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but hey, if anything breaks, if anything uh, uh, happens, we're gonna talk about it in the next episode, assuredly. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, okay. Any? Do you have any honest? Uh, in all honesty, Marcus, do you expect anything to be said there that is like going to be like revolutionary? Uh, in all honesty, do you think anything's going to happen? You know what? I kind of would not be surprised if he does more teasing, and I don't know if that's necessarily teasing about wanting to make more Southland Tales, or if it's teasing about the Donnie Darko sequel that he's been working on that James Cameron told him was, like, really good, his script for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps, perhaps we can get something around that? I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, or, or, or his... Uh, Maybe maybe he's gone into production on his Rod Serling biopic he's supposed to have made, be making. Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, maybe. it's just a bunch maybe. of maybe. It's, yeah, it's just a yeah, bunch, it's of maybe. bunch of maybe. Ah, you're funny, Jay. That's me doing Kevin Eubanks. Um, all right. Well, again, we'll report back if anything happens. Other than that, I mean, I, I was scrolling through Richard Kelly's Twitter feed. Uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, uh, Nichelle Nichols. Uh, he retweeted a NASA's tweet. Yes. A uh, he he retweeted uh, about the Sarah Paulson impeachment show. I think he's a fan of that. He retweeted uh, de- uh, uh, Lost Highway. Lost Highway remaster. Yeah, he loves that. that. He loves David Lynch. And hey, like we, uh, I think we need to do. Well, we did talk about Twin Peaks: The Return, but. I think we need to dig in deeper into uh, Richard Kelly's love and appreciation of like uh, uh, David Lynch. I think there's more there than than we realize, yeah, he, right? He he very clearly like, he he retweets a lot of David Lynch news. Like uh, whenever like he he was he was taught he was retweeting the the Mulholland Drive stuff, the Lost Highway stuff, or Mulholland Drive, excuse me, uh, the. Uh, What's the Laura Dern three-hour torture? Inland movie? Empire, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Inland I guess Empire that's when a, they were talking about that. That's the thing. Okay, we did a commentary for the Dead Zone based on like three tweets from like ten years ago. 
he's just in the last like two months, three months, retweeted a lot about Lost Highway and uh, Inland Empire. And Lost Highway is coming out on Blu-ray through Criterion in the next few weeks. We should at least talk about Lost Highway in one of the Kelly uh, Kelly's faves episodes, right? We should just shove it in there. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I'm just yeah, sure. I'm just spitballing here. But anyway, Richard Kelly loves David Lynch. Uh, that is news, uh, and that's the news segment. <laughs> Do you have anything yeah, else, Dave? That's our news segment. I think that's it, right? That's all the news that we have. Uh, anything yeah. else? Oh, I, I, I wanted to say uh, I've had a, a great time uh, last few days watching some great movies. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to quickly just get this out there because like I don't have a microphone in front of me that often anymore. I just have one show. I might do another show, actually, which I'll probably talk to you after after this recording, Marcus. But um, okay. I, I, uh, on Thursday night, I watched... The two Blade Runner movies, Blade Runner: The Final Cut and Blade Runner 2049, in a the theater, oh, yeah. that was amazing. Um, yes. The following yes. night on Friday, I saw Fall, that new film about two women climbing a very high tower. That was kind of fun. And I also saw that the, the Idris R R R in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to get that. I was going to get there, but I saw the Idris Elba oh, Lion movie. Uh, I saw Beast. That's the How was that Lion movie? It was, it was pretty good. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. is. It? it is what it is. You know, yeah. it, it, I'm not it's expecting not too much. It's not trying to be much. It's kind of like an entertaining time, you know. It was, it was, a, nice double, it was a nice double feature of Fall and Beast because they're essentially the same movie where a protagonist like, has a, a death in the family or and, like, is struggling with trauma and they do something like wild <laughs> to like get it out of their system you know and like fall mm-hmm. the, the 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 lead character's like husband dies and she climbs his tower to like, like to to get over it right <laughs> and it, in in the idris elba movie idris elba's uh, a wife dies and then he has to go to south africa with his daughters to like process his grief and like fight a lion to get over it <laughs> uh, 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 kind of like uh in our con episode when we talked about Babel, where uh uh, Brad Pitt and uh, the actress that plays his wife, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett are are they're having relationship issues, so they just decide <laughs> let's go to Morocco. <laughs> exactly, and she gets shot. <laughs> that that in and of itself would have been uh, its own like fall or beast movie. It's like they just go just some foreigners going to a, a country or going somewhere and like basically fucking up and like getting over their trauma. Uh, although I guess they got, I guess they did get a, get over their trauma in Babel, right? It, it, it wasn't explicitly clear, like uh, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I bet, I bet the, I bet the uh, trauma brings the family together. Exactly, and that's what we're saying here, folks. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to to say that. Oh yeah, and I saw RRR again in a theater, and I do like that movie a lot. If anything, I have two recommendations for people: uh, watch the movie Southland Tales. That's number one. Number two. Mm-hmm. Check out that movie R R R. It's it's if you don't know anything about it, eh, just 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 believe the hype. Okay, uh, it's on Netflix. Quite good. It's quite yeah. good. It's on Netflix, and currently it is like still playing in theaters uh, in Austin. It is. I don't know where else it'll be playing in the country or in the world, but larger if, markets probably. In larger markets, if you do feel safe to go back probably to the theater, perhaps places with. Uh, 
more of a uh, Hindi uh, yes, yeah, yeah. presence. Yeah. Um, if you do feel safe to go back to the theater, or if you've already been going back to the theater, why not check out RRR if it's playing near you? That's my recommendation. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that because I wanted mm. to get that out there. I've, I've, had, I've, had sure. a, I've had a good run of movies in theaters. Oh, and Greece. I forgot. What? What, what? Two last things. I saw Greece. Went to Greece in the theater? I saw Greece in the theater at a sing-along last night, which was wow. amazing. Because it was a it, yeah, that's that's cool. It was a room filled with like middle-aged Greece fans and me, a guy who hasn't seen the movie in twenty <laughs> years but wanted to see it on the big screen, and it was all in support of Olivia Newton-John's uh, uh, cancer foundation, uh, which is great. And of course, like the the, the audience, they were just cheering and like uh, screaming at the screen, like they were at a concert. Did, it was fun. It was fun. Did you sing, Marcella? I did not sing. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable mm. enough to sing. Um, I understand. I just sat there quietly and enjoyed other people's enthusiasm for the movie. And I, I was enthused, well, too. I was enthused, too. Uh, th- there was a woman sitting a few seats uh, uh, beside me that each time John Travolta did anything, anything, she would, like... <laughs> it was. It's a sound I haven't heard before, or I don't think I'll ever hear uh, uh, from from now a on. Squealing. It's like a, it was a squeal, but it was like a squeal mixed with a yes. Yeah, like yep, yep, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, it was fun. I I I also saw a movie that made me feel kind of like uh, an energetic concert sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I saw I saw Elvis. Oh, I did see uh, that you posted something about Elvis today, yeah, and I, I thought Elvis was goddamn wonderful. Uh, I really, I really totally vibed with it. I thought it was like a just a magical, magical time at the movies. I'd say to to um, to date really great. to date this podcast. We're recording it like a week after it's been out um, uh, 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 on digital, right? And in the last yes, in the last yes. week. I've seen so many tweets about it. I've been retweeting about it. I've been talking about it more. And I like that more people are catching on to the fact that this movie is pretty damn great. And, uh, and it's, it's so energetic. The performance is great. The, 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 the style, the presentation, it just, it, it literally makes you feel like I'm at an Elvis show. I'm watching Elvis in 19, <laughs> whenever he was like really Bless good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's that. Hey, that's my third recommendation of the uh, of the night. Actually, one Southland Tales, two R R R, three Elvis. Um, and hey, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait till it hits HBO Max uh, because I, I want to see it again. Uh, it, it's at a price point where it's like twenty five bucks just just to buy it. I would buy it, but I'll wait until it goes on sale or like I'll buy the Blu-ray and I am I or I'll maybe if it's still playing around me I'll probably see it again it's a movie I would want to see again and it is two hours and 40 minutes right so uh, if a movie like that yeah I don't care how long it is it's it's so good and I I, it's a rewatchable movie for me I I can't wait to see it again absolutely Elvis I uh can, can I can I have some more time to see what I've, to say what I've talked about? I've seen Marcella. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Uh, I watched Fire Island on Hulu. I thought that was uh, pretty good. I've uh, heard good things. I, I was I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting like maybe more of a laugh riot fest. It's not that, but it does. Man, the cicadas are going off today. <laughs> I can hear them out there. Ooh. It's not really a big laugh riot, but it is. I I found myself getting very invested in the. Uh, 
the uh, emotional relationships. It's kind of like there's like a love fucking pentangle and like everybody's like kind of uh, not monogamous and like people are opening up and I get, it's a very romantic, uh, sexy relationship, uh, gay relationship movie, male gay relationship movie. Uh, with some fun performances, uh, I watched. Uh, b- 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 I was in a horror mood, Ooh. so I watched uh, and specifically a, uh, a found footage kick. So I ended up watching uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes and the taking of v- Deborah Logan. Oh, uh, Deborah Logan, I thought was kind of cheesy and dumb, and the Poughkeepsie tapes, uh, fuck me, it's scary I've, as hell. <laughs> I've I've heard crazy things about uh that movie put po- the poughkeepsie tapes it's it's fantastic it's like it's like a serial killer movie found footage but it's like it feels like it's made from the perspective of the serial killer because you're like seeing bits of their tapes of the crimes they committed Ooh. and uh it, it, it's a real get under your skin thing uh, and, and it's presented like it's a true crime documentary it's not but uh, it's it's a real it's a real it's a real trip. Interesting. I also watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Oh, uh, it's a favorite movie yeah, of mine. That, that that's it's it's wonderful. I love what Toby Hooper did there. Uh, that, that he made like some kind of weird parody version of his own movie. Yeah, <laughs> that that works because it's like like the the central theme of the first movie is like. Uh, violence in our society and then it became a huge hit and so he's like you know what you want fucking violence here's violence and i'm gonna actually show it to you this time Uh, and uh it is it is a nauseating movie like it's it's really gross but at the same time it's funny and like uh over the top camp silliness but like really gross version of that it does not make you feel good I do love I that movie. Uh, I I love Dennis Hopper and it. it's Dennis Hopper is insane, uh, and uh, Caroline Williams as Stretch. Oh, she's so good. I, uh, that and but yeah, yeah Stretch is really good. It, it is my favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie part two. It is interesting. I, I do love the first one, but the second one I I have fond memories of watching that late at night as a little child and being super freaked mm, out by maybe. it. Little baby watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, watching Texas Two, and just loving it, and then that that indelible image of um. Mommy, I don't have any more milk in my bottle. Also, can you turn the channel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two? Yes, honey. I love it. Uh. Uh, was that it? I'm slowly making my way through that series. I've, I've seen one, two, and I've seen the most recent one. Oh, and did, no, did. that's not it. Last okay, keep one, going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Last thing, last thing. I watched all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, why would you do that? Uh, well, okay, let me let me rephrase. Uh, let me rephrase. Look. Why would you go beyond the first three? <laughs> uh, well, look. I know the news is not great right now regarding a, a certain actor that's in those that's uh, central to those films. What did but, Jeffrey Rush do? But uh, I was just kind of in the mood for pirate kind of things, and there are series I I had been meaning to watch for a while ever before any of this shit came out, and it just it just happened to be the right time one day where I was like, "Fuck it, pirate movie." Me and my mom watched them all, and. Uh, I will say, uh, yeah, first three are tremendous. Um, third one I didn't love as much, but it, I, that's the one that I could feel like 
over time, I'm going to start appreciating it more. Like the first two are very kind of straightforward adventure movies that are really fun. And then the third one like takes it to this crazy place and is like, is like kind of like a Texas Chainsaw thing. Like a fuck you. We're going nuts on this one. And, uh, and then Gore Verbinski got off of it. And four is kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. At that point, I'm like, five. Five, I liked. I liked five. Uh, five the is one with, uh, fine. Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I liked. I liked the Orlando Bloom and like the happy ending for Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. Like, I really did like that. I liked the kid stuff. I thought the kid was great. I just my my biggest issue is like, it feels like it should be a great capper to that series, but if it were going to be. Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley probably should have played stronger roles in the movie instead of just being cameos, you know? I totally like, get I wish that. Keira Knightley had been a part of the of the plot to finish. But the the finale of that movie's fucking cool as hell, where like the 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 tides part the, the entire ocean parts. Yeah. And uh they come back to life and then they drown as the as the water starts to slowly cave back in on them, really, really visually fantastic. But uh, yeah, that, that, uh, they are. I think they, on the whole, are a good. It's a good series. Um, is it one of the greats? Probably not. If they had ended it at a trilogy, I said this in my review for four, my little letterbox review. I was like, if they ended this at a trilogy, it would have been hailed as like one of the great trilogies of all time. Uh, but of course, money—they can't do that. Disney wants to milk as much as they can, and uh, it works. And uh, we're probably getting the sixth one, possibly. So. Yeah, I—I'll I, just say the the first three. I—I I, speaking of nostalgia, you know, I—I I, I do remember going to those as a as a wee teenager and like enjoying the first three and being excited about mm-hmm. those the, the the fact that two and three were coming out like either in the same year or like a, a year apart and uh, yeah, a year apart. Yeah. Which is so crazy to me. That means they must've like filmed it back to back, but then three is like so visually distinctive from two that it like, I, I found that like really fascinating. It, it, it's, 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 it's funny that you say that about three. Thematically, totally different. It's interesting. You say that about three. Cause I feel like two and three are, are closer together than like uh, one and two. Um, oh, okay. At least that's how I see it. But anyway, I, 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 I did do a rewatch of the first three, uh, like uh, at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, and that was that was a great day I had. And I wouldn't mind watching those that's movies nice. again, those first three. But those other two, I, I could never get into. I, I, I really think they should yeah, have ended it at, at three. But hey, to Absolutely. each their own. To Absolutely. each their own. They should have. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. And I, I, I came, I came from this like. I saw like the first one in a theater. I uh, all I really remember about it is that was the uh, was like there's a jump scare that really got me where like uh, Johnny Depp is like painted into some trees or something and he opens his eyes and it's like uh, a scare. I remember that jump scare getting me in the theater. Huh. And then I remember like a big wheel set piece where they're like in a big giant wheel running along and fighting. Yes. Um. And that's about all I remembered. And then, like, watching them again, I had seen one and two, I realized. I had not seen three, and I definitely had not seen four or five. Um, but, yeah. Anyway. 
that that's what that's what we've been watching. So that's 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 part three. Yeah. Of our segments. Uh, that's what we've been watching. Is that our final segment? I think that's it. I think I think that's all we needed to do was just the what you're drinking, yeah. Richard Kelly news, and hey, what you watching. Which is not associated yeah. with the the sister podcast of Talk from Society. Uh, hey, what you watching? This is hey. No, totally, totally different things. This is just a segment. It's just a segment hey, what on the are show. You hey, what are you That's watching? Is what we do all yes. the time on this show. Uh, we've done it <laughs> from the beginning. This is not a new thing. We've done this forever. Maybe even before. Hey, what you watching? Um, but hey, that's not what you're here but, for. Yeah. No. What are they here for, Marcus? We got to talk about Southland Tales. We, we have we to talk about Southland Tales. We have to. No more. No. With either one guest or two guests. And it's knows? and it's probably going to be two at this point. It's two guests. Who you will, think it's two? I think. Okay. I'm going to bet you it's two. I'm going to bet you it's two. All right. All right. We'll put some money on this. Here, I'll bet. I'll bet you a nickel on that. I'll. T- I'll take the. I'll take the one. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, well, well, and you're gonna have to uh, pay up, my man, because we recorded this an hour ago, and I already know it's two guests. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, yeah, there were two people. Oh yeah. no! Oh man! You fucked up, my guy. And now, oh god, I don't have a nickel, man. I'm broke. And I'll- okay, let's <laughs> just throw the Moby. Me and Marcelo figure this out in private. Uh, Moby, take us away. What an intro! Yay. I mean, I, I'm happy. I talked Moby, about great intro. I mean, yeah, uh, 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 we'll talk about that song later on. I don't think this episode. Maybe the next episode. Uh, yeah, I pro- yeah, probably not. Pretty soon, it's coming up. It's coming up. Um, it's coming I'm, up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have its big shining moment soon. I'm glad we caught up in that intro, Marcus, because like I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad I went all those. I went. I'm glad I went through all those movies I saw over the last few days. You know, I, I'm glad I shared those special moments with you mm-hmm. and the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But now I am going to have another special moment. This is another special occasion, another special night for me. Yeah. Uh, because we okay. we have. Yeah, what's going on with you? <laughs> we have. I'm I'm happy. We have so many. Or two. We have two great guests for this episode, Marcus. Is that right? I would like to introduce our first two guests here this evening. Uh, the first of many, we hope. Uh, we have a lot of stars that are on the line waiting to get on, but we're going to talk to these two fellows first. Uh, we have... Okay. So, Marcelo, uh, in our last episode, episode, episode I promised <laughs> episode. that we would be doing a epic, big finale of a trilogy of episodes to end off our Southland Tales deep dive discussion, right? I promise that. Yes. Did I not? I'm confirming yes. 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 And uh, so we've been trying to get all these celebrities on the line. (laughs) And uh, I do believe we do have some ready to call in at any moment. But before then, I figured it would be pretty fun to warm up the crowd a bit. And uh, we are going to start off part one of our uh, epic trilogy finale uh, with a uh, a championship match for the Have a Nice Apocalypse Heavyweight Championship uh, to figure out who the best guest of our of uh, that we've had on so far is. Okay. Right. So uh, I can't wait for this. By the way, uh, th- th- this is yeah, all new to so. me. So uh, continue, Marcus. 
In this corner, weighing in at over 221 episodes, he's the newest addition to the TFS podcast family, but he's already proven himself with his star-making performance on episode 14 of this very show. He's the ultimate party dude. <laughs> and he'll knock you out with he'll knock you out cold with his double-edged double fists and drown you in his homemade Italian gravy. It's Thomas, Tommy Marinara Mariani. That, I have so many problems with that intro, mainly the, like I, I wasn't told I was going to fight. That wasn't part of this. That's a bad look for so many reasons for me to be doing this that. Here. This is a terrible, this is a terrible, terrible, ter- terrible way to pump yourself up before the match. Tommy. Mainly, I'm just a very weak person. I can't do it. <laughs> You're supposed to rile the crowd up. Come on, play to the crowd. Woo! <laughs> there you go. Okay, great. And in the other corner. While their op- opponents were out partying, they were in the datascape studying the Keyblade. They've evolved several times since their last appearance on Episode 8 of our program, becoming a warrior of light and more powerful than you could ever possibly imagine. You watch out or they'll put you in the dream a little deeper sleeper. She's the divine feline who won't leave you feeling fine. It's Tara! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. See, that's what you that's want. That's how you do that's, it. That's Tommy. how you yeah, yeah. <laughs> did a, did a racho, See, racho, you macho man. You. The problem with your introduction for Thomas was that you started. You said it was terrible, and I've programmed myself to anytime somebody says that around me to jump in and make a comment about how I'm not that bad. But if I'm not allowed to talk before my I'm introduced, I just have to sit here in silence. How dare you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Terry. They put the boxing gloves on me when I came in. <laughs> they uh, won't let them take me off. We haven't. Yes, yeah, so we duct tape yeah. them to you. Yeah, uh, you're not getting those off. All right. No. Well. Um, so thanks for coming on uh, yeah, hey, on a special episode, up, honestly. And I know Marcus has kind of made it too, seem too. like like we're bringing celebrities on for the last three episodes. In my heart, we have two celebrities here uh, of Talk Film Definitely, Society. Yeah, two, yeah. two, two rock stars uh, that, that rocked our worlds on uh, previous episodes of this podcast. That's absolutely for sure. Yeah, yeah. Two great episodes you two brought for us. So thank you for that. Of course. Appreciate that, yeah. And how have how? Okay, first question. Okay, I'm gonna go to Tara first. How much have you thought about Southland Tales since you last saw Southland Tales? I mean, is it too much to say every day? <laughs> every I can't day, stop think about this stupid <laughs> fucking movie. Well, I have to think about it every day for a different reason. But but ex- I, expound on that. My my opinion of this movie has. I was going to say grown, but I'm not sure that's right. But I'm also not sure it's right to say that it's like lessened. It is it is a movie that I think about because it is a very bizarre thing. Uh, I just okay. it, it lives rent free in my brain for that's good. Num- that's because you're thinking reasons. about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you have you watched it very often? Uh, no. (laughs) I would not have expected you to. (laughs) This is a movie that takes effort. No. (laughs) That's absolutely true. It does. Uh, Tommy, same question to you. Have you uh, thought about this movie or seen it since uh, your last appearance here? Um, I haven't watched it since, but it's definitely been in the back of my mind every time, I don't know, I look at news 
And I'm oh, just like, oh yeah, we're living in this, aren't we? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what what is the last yeah. bit of news that made you think that way? Or uh, this is this is a question for everybody here. I mean, I'm trying to think myself. Hmm. Let's see. I'll, I'll say one thing, uh, and I'm not going to get too uh, uh, graphic on on this show, but like or like too too much into the weeds <laughs> in here. But before I logged in to for this conversation on Twitter, I was scrolling through and I saw a headline that said. Uh, YouTubers help find uh, a missing woman's body, right? And I go, what? <laughs> YouTubers who do that for like a quote-unquote living found that, found this, that, and yeah, that's news like that sort of like rap. Yeah, it, it makes me think of Southland Tales in a way of like, oh, yes, the themes we've talked about for the last several hour, hundred hours, yeah. uh, you know, they, 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 they tend to creep up in the news uh, more yeah, and more. I, I'll, I'll say, in general, for me, like, I do think about this pretty often. Where, like, I, I keep, I, I'm, I'm in like pop culture circles mostly. Like, I follow a lot of movie people, uh, people that talk about movies constantly. I follow a lot of like wrestling people, video game people. I follow mostly a lot of like entertainment people, and I'm on Twitter a lot, and uh, I'm always online, and uh, the. I, I and then like I go over to like the trending topics tab or whatever, and I'm re- I remember like oh yeah, the, like this is all just uh, distractions from uh, real world conflicts that are happening and horrible atrocities that are happening all throughout the world. Uh, and I, it always makes me think of Southland Tales because like that is like a theme of the movie that like uh, like. Uh, our uh, our uh, focus is divided too much. You know what I mean? That uh, we are we're, we we're looking at the wrong things when we should be looking at this and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So now listen yeah. to us talk about this movie right. for the next hour. Is what we're saying. Please and thank <laughs> <Sure>. you. <laughs> uh, like and subscribe. Please make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Teen horniness is not an issue. Stop worrying about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, do we, do we want to jump into uh, the 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 chunk, or are there a few more uh, uh, stray Southland Tales uh, uh, topics that we want to uh, hit mm-hmm. on, Marcus? Or do you think we're ready? Do, do, should we just dive into it? I literally wrote no questions down for this. I thought this I would mean, just be a freewheeling conversation. I mean, this is I pretty did, freewheeling. I did. In- I did introduce new people to this movie today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Literally, I literally tell, finished. Tell I literally finished the rewatch twenty minutes before I got on this call. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, who did you, you watch the movie with? Uh, I watched this movie with uh, two of my friends from out of town, uh, and Great. and uh, and they both looked. At, they both did this exact same thing that I did to you, Marcus, when we finished it. Was look at me and go, "What the fuck did you just make me watch?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a hard thing to force people to watch, and we've uh-huh. done it to five or six people at this point. Yeah, perhaps uh, more for listeners. Yeah, no my 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 poor friends Em and Spencer are in town for for the weekend, and I was just like, ah, yes, uh, good time to make you suffer more. I can see that. I, I 
I know them a little bit. I could see them liking it. Though. Oh no, they uh, yeah, they walked away. Like they got, we got through the introduction, like the weird like v- graphics introduction of the movie, and they both looked at me and were like, "I kind of love this." I'm like, "Oh good." So <laughs> when the weird shit hits, you'll be fine. <laughs> the, the shit weirder than like seeing elephants fucking in the first minute of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a weird thing. What a weird movie. Marcus, what's your problem? <laughs> I mean, generally. <laughs> Why is this your favorite movie of all time? Many issues. Mar- Marcelo, Marcelo, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Marcelo, you said we only, we have an hour to 90 minutes. <laughs> cannot ask this question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, well Marcelo's going into pure therapist. That's, that's his therapist training. It's just like, sit on the couch. What's your fucking deal? What's your deal? What's your problem? My various <laughs> mental issues, physical issues. I mean, we can get into this, Marcelo. Uh, un- unhappiness with my general life. I mean, I can unpack all of this right now for you if you want. Because really, we just talk about Southland Tales. I think we should just talk about Southland Tales. Yeah, I think we I'm should. Oh, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's get into that. South, okay, so what is this? Chapter ten, chapter ten of twelve. Yeah, chapter ten, episode twenty something overall, probably. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I think I think we, I'll take. I think we would have figured that out in the intro. I think we did figure it out in the intro. Um, what episode number? I don't think number? we did, but I can actually <laughs> look really quick. This is episode twenty. This is episode twenty. Wow. A special um, episode, and that's episode a pretty 20. significant number. Two oh, you know, two people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you, that guy from the rehearsal? Anyway, um, okay. I'm actually looking up. What, what is the time code for this episode? For this chapter, oh, Marcus? I didn't write it down. Fuck. Uh, Hold on. I thought I fucking had it. It's in the group chat. Yeah, I'm, I'm I also looking. heard. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So, <clears throat> so yeah, chapter 10 of 12, uh, the time code is as follows. One hour, 50 minutes, 57 seconds through one hour, 59 minutes, 56 seconds. Uh, that's where we are. I always have to do the time code check. Uh, and now Marcus... You have the wheel. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this very chapter of Southland Tales. Now, what are the rules for this, Marcus? What are the, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to start. To, you you two should already know the rules. But look, I'm just gonna start talking. I'm gonna say every single goddamn thing that happens in this chapter of the movie. Uh, Marcel, let's say those time codes again. The time code is one hour fifty minutes fifty seven seconds through one hour fifty nine minutes fifty six seconds. Right, so I'm going to be talking about every single thing that happens between those seconds, and uh, I'm just going to keep talking, and if uh, either of you two want to interrupt me, just please say, Marcus, shut the fuck up, and I'll shut the fuck up, and then we can have our little conversation about what's just been said, okay? All right. Do not feel like you have to like censor yourself too. You can tell Marcus no. to shut the oh, fuck I'm up. I'm very used to doing that actually. No, it's I'm fine. I'm a piece of shit. I deserve this. I deserve just just yeah. beat me down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> So <laughs> Tommy, are you on board? I need to hear uh, your consent. Uh, I I will consent to telling you to shut the fuck up. We just gotta rip. We just gotta right. rip Marcus's Marcus off the train of thought like he's an ATM coming out of the wall. <laughs> okay, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Trier Mega Zeppelin. What uh, says a the cool announcer. Thing, by the way, Mega Zeppelin. Yeah. That shit mm-hmm. wins. Mega Zeppelin. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> I awesome. Will say, it's a great. <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, your notes on uh, for us like starting it with the timestamp. I wasn't like checking the timestamp the entire time. I just watched the movie through. Uh, it says from the announcer introducing the Mega Zeppelin as it rises. I'm like, there are like 17 moments that could classify under this. So <laughs> I, I false started my notes like seven or eight times. Uh, I was. <laughs> No, you're fine. This movie just really likes its fucking Zeppelin. They love that Mega Zeppelin. Yeah, I've n- I yeah, noticed that. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful effect. Whatever, yeah. however they did that. Well, uh, yeah, and, and I plus I, I just love even like I love even just the satirical element of like we could just call it a Zeppelin, but that's not 21st century enough. We got to put Mega in front of it. No. Uh huh. Just to, like <laughs> exactly. really clear. Like, this is just f- like a fuck Zeppelin. that like World War Two era bullshit. <laughs> We're going Mega. With and it's Zeppelin. branded, which is even better. It's not just the Ze- Mega Zeppelin; it's the Trier Mega Zeppelin. You gotta it's get the that Trier brand. Mega Zeppelin <laughs> rising out of the Staples Center or near the Staples Center, the Crypto.com Arena. Excuse With the crypto. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, so Liquid uh, Karma really does just feel like a Web three kind of bullshit, fucking scam, doesn't it? <laughs> right. We're gonna yeah, be minting yeah. some more Liquid Karma today. Get on board now before before it all runs out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. The name, the name could absolutely be something like that. Okay, so inside the Zeppelin, uh, we see the movie Kiss Me Deadly playing inside. Uh, it's Ooh. the part of the movie where uh, the femme fatale. Uh, we we spoke we spoke about uh, uh, this movie before. We did a whole episode on Kiss Me Deadly. It was one of the main inspirations for this movie with guest uh, uh, Sarah Sarantino. With, uh, Sarah Sarantino, yeah. yes. Um, uh, part of your bloodline, Thomas, correct? The Italians? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, clearly, an Italian last name, very incestuous. We have family reunions with, like, Michael Imperioli. <laughs> yeah. Our PR Michael uncle, Paul Serino. Yes. I don't know why. Tommy Soprano. Uh, I don't know why Marcus is going after the Italians. I don't know why. <laughs> so hard. I mean, we're the last ethnicity that you can really, like, make fun yeah, exactly. of. We're just like, oh, we get That's it. it. No. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the Irish. I can, I can do it that. Is, too. It is always morally correct to make fun Don't of the Italians. Don't you dare yeah. make fun of the Irish. Don't you dare make fun of the Oh, Irish. sorry. Oh, Marcus. Now, not, now, I'm now, not now Marcus is angry. The, now, now Marcus the Irish is have a long, storied history of oppression by the British. You know what? Exactly. I take it exactly. back. I take it back. I take it back. Now, exactly. the French, I, on the other hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want me sending uh, Connor and Murphy McMillan or whatever the fuck the Boondock Saints after you. Oh, I thought those were the Peaky Blinders. The- S- Stop spoiling yeah. Troy McDuffie's great script for fucking Boondock Saints three. <laughs> okay, sorry, I have to recenter myself here. So it's the part of Kiss Me Deadly where uh, the fame femme fatale. She's getting her come up, and she has opened P- Pandora's box, and uh, she and the house around her start to burn as uh, Mike Hammer wakes up. Uh, that this is kind of like a side note thing. Uh, and I also I think like this kind of thematically ties in with the movie at this point, where like Boxer is kind of starting to learn more and more realization and then the man that he based his performance off is like literally waking up in the movie after being knocked out for a long time but also uh so we, we we've said this many times on this show where Dwayne Johnson was told everybody in the cast was told to watch kiss me deadly and uh Dwayne Johnson in particular was told to 
base his performance on uh, Ralph Meeker's uh, main character, Mike Hammer, the detective. Yeah. Um, and the reason that is, like, uh, he Ke- Kelly provides some uh, like extra detail on that in I, I, it was the commentary or something else I read or listened to. Uh, he says that it wasn't necessarily Boxer Santeros that he was supposed to study uh, Mike Hammer for. It was basically like this really like third 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 layer layer upon layers uh thing of Dwayne was supposed to study this role as if he were boxer studying this role to play Jericho Kane. So it's more Jericho Kane is based on uh Ralph Meeker than Boxer. That makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I thought that and, was and interesting. Me- like I never thought of that. That all really makes sense, because, like, a big thing, like, I didn't get to talk about this when I did my episode, and watching this chapter, it is a real great exemplification of the fact that, like, where is this weird shit from The Rock anymore? Like, I yeah. love this Fucking weird, right. pensive guy, like, yeah. obviously The Rock being this huge, massive person, but doing this weird, very, like, labored kind of performance. I just, I love him in this mode, and that's another thing that, like, I think about this movie all the time with, like, anytime I see, like, Black Adam promotion, and he's like, <laughs> hey, it's The Rock, I'm in the fucking gym, yeah. I'm here to tell you about yeah. my protein shake or whatever, it's like, fuck, man, yeah. you're actually capable of doing weird shit, just do it, don't just be The Rock all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I think it's the same thing that kind of happened with Adam Sandler, right? One, he got he just wanted to hang out with his friends. Two, uh, he he got more focused on being famous and being a good actor. And then three, yeah. uh, The Rock wants to be president. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's 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 the man of the people. He brings you the people's elbow. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. He he. He, he just wants to entertain everybody. He does not have the one for you, one for me philosophy. He wants to be a part of everything, basically. I also think, uh, uh, I think Vin. Reach as many people as possible. I think his experiences with Vin might have broken, broken him a little bit from wanting to May, do kind of perhaps. interesting shit. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, I mean, I, well, fa- what's the last thing we can say? It's it's the Michael Bay movie, right? Painting Mike, Gain. Painting yeah, Gain. Yeah, yeah Painting Gain is the one. Yeah, Painting Gain years ago. Yeah, and yeah. on that note, like seeing his performance in this chapter in particular, like I've never seen since, uh, like his his eyes be so wide, and like he, he, he's a bug eyed man by the end of this, and it's just why it's a bizarre physical thing that I'm I noticed here that I had not seen since from him. Not even in pain and gain. And, and now his whole thing is, I don't emote at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything makes sense to me. Like, he mm-hmm. does not, he does but, not but emote ever. Even his hands, like, all the weird stuff he has with his hands, it just reminded me, like, oh, yeah, nowadays, he just has, like, his hands stuck in, like, action figure poses. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he has to grasp an accessory at any point. <laughs> He's also like three times larger than yeah, he is. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, too. dog, right. those hormones kicked in, in hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I've never seen a man transition to becoming a bigger man. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I, so, I wanted to to uh, say this joke uh, a few um, uh, seconds ago, back when uh, somebody said he was going to be president. Right? I was going to say he wants to give an inflation the rock bottom. Okay, let's move on. 
Very good. Thank you. Okay, so Tara, your last episode that you were on, <clears throat> it started with Zelda Rubenstein saying quantum teleportation. Quantum teleportation. Uh, that was a memorable, <laughs> a memorable moment. Well, this episode starts with uh, Zelda Rubenstein uh, talking about serpentine dream theory. All right, let's get uh, into it. Serpentine Dream Theory. It's a project that uh, led to the tidal generator, the fluid karma generator out in the ocean, uh, basically achieving simulated perpetual motion. So it's uh, an affront to God. It's a thing that should not exist. Correct. Uh, and it has slowed down the planet's acceleration and brought out uh, changes in the environment, different anomalies, uh, changing how people act. This is something reflected in Boxer's screenplay, as they note here. Uh, the power, not really Boxer's screenplay, Krista's screenplay. Um, so what one, uh, one particular anomaly that it uh, brought about was a rift in the fourth dimension, uh, it's half a kilometer wide. It's out by Lake Mead, which I assume is in California or Nevada or something in the desert. Uh, they tried putting monkeys into it first, uh, but the monkeys didn't survive because, as Dwayne Johnson points out, uh, a monkey's soul is not strong enough to survive that jump. Only a human could. Um, so they tested a human, and uh, the first human they tested on was a famous movie star, I guess. And they chose Boxer, and he was the first person to be chosen. And so they started driving him into the desert with police escort uh, Ronald uh, Taverner. Roland Taverner, excuse me. Uh, and then uh, as they were, like, driving or whatever, 69 minutes before they passed th through the rift, a alternate version of Boxer appeared somewhere in the desert. And woke up, and that's the boxer that we see in this movie, because in the room with them is the charred body of the other boxer. And now here, uh, the wizard, uh, Kevin Smith, um, he believes that boxer is, uh, is the future boxer. And that he uh, confronted the past boxer and killed him. Jesus Christ. Which would I'm be sorry. effectively hey, committing suicide. I'm sorry. Hang on. What? So... I care. I was like, where is Lake Mead? Right. So I Google Lake Mead. One, Lake Mead is in. Uh, it's in both Nevada and Arizona. It's created by the Hoover Dam. It's that that reservoir. Um, but okay. the top story I cut for Lake Mead was from NBC a day ago. What we know about the human remains found in Lake Mead. Jesus, God. more oh, God. human remains. It's boxers. Oh. It's boxers like arms and legs are in Lake Mead. <laughs> <laughs> This people inspired people. This movie inspired this movie people inspired to drive killers. their jeeps into, into Lake Mead. Um, so so many monkey. Okay, bones. so. <clears throat> uh, okay, so yeah, uh, the wizard's trying to explain to Boxer that he is the future version of Boxer. He's the one that went through the wormhole, and that he at some point confronted the past Boxer and killed him, which effectively me meant that he committed suicide. Which Boxer doesn't immediately believe because, as uh, as we know, pimps don't commit suicide. Um, and uh, later on, this is not in this chapter, but later on we'll learn that this actually is not true. Because uh, Serpentine explains that she detonated a car bomb that killed Boxer. 
Um, and I assume Ronald got away somehow. Roland <laughs> got away somehow out of that car bomb. Can I just say, uh, this has been the running joke for me in this entire series. Is I, I tend to always ask this question. I go, why... I go. I either go. Why did the bomb go off, or who? Did, you, you know, I, I always forget it's Serpentine who who does it, right? That's the who. Yeah, she. But she, she blew up the car. I'm not hundred percent sure why. Yeah, that's always going to get me. I don't think I'm ever going to get a clear answer uh, as to why she blew up the car. And I, maybe she, maybe she saved Roland. Maybe she took Roland out of the car and then blew up Boxer inside of it. Is. Y- ha- which of you have read the graphic novel? Does it does Both it explain it? it in d- there? I don't think it does, Marcus. I mean, Marcus, you've read it now, more than me. Uh, the graphic novel picks up with past boxer waking up in the desert, basically, and he doesn't know what happened. The one that was gotcha. sixty nine minutes in the past. Uh, we need to make a nice joke, so uh, hmm. just it was sixty nine minutes ago. Nice. It was gotcha. contractually nice. obligated. We had to do it. Yeah. Everyone, we had to. Do I mean, it. the movie does acknowledge it. Like the first time, Prop sixty nine comes up, and it's like to Krista, C- yeah. Prop sixty nine means one thing and one thing only. <laughs> right. <laughs> to everyone but, else, yeah. <laughs> one of the great laughs of this movie. <clears throat> one of the great but laughs. I, I, I just, uh, want, I just want to comment while we're in this scene. I just love that, like the trio of people giving exposition. Are we mentioned Zelda Rubenstein and Kevin Smith? But in the third person is Curtis Armstrong. It's yeah, such a yes. fucking weird trio of people to be giving this like crucial <laughs> exposition about what's going on. Just Lee from Poltergeist, Silent Bob, and that one guy from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Even and also my many of my favorite underrated moment of this movie is when they introduce the idea of like the monkey testing. They immediately cut to Kevin Smith and we hear like haunted monkey sounds. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> I kind of wish we didn't even get any images of the monkeys and we just got that. <laughs> like yeah. that's all we need to indicate yes, like the yeah, horror. Didn't need I will. I, will, I would take the, with the monkey. Yeah, I will take haunted monkey noises over d- d- bouncy ball monkey every day of the week. Hundred <laughs> percent. It it doesn't even okay. look like a bouncy ball. It looks like those Zorb things that were really popular a couple years yeah, ago, the like the big the, balls the getting rolled that down you, the hill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's exactly one of those. Uh, Since, okay. So um, I have I have a question. Since oh, we're okay. in the scene with Kevin Smith, okay. In the previous episode with Thomas, uh, we did talk about Kevin Smith at length, but I don't. Did we talk to Tara about Kevin some Tara? I mean, or if we did or y'all, not? Oh, yeah. Y'all asked me if I knew who the wizard was. I right? said no. Y'all oh. said it was Kevin Smith. I said that's cool, and then we moved on. <laughs> Why don't we dig into it more? Tara, I have got no opinions on Kevin Smith. I've okay. got zero opinions. Really, none. I've I've seen. I watched a I watched a bootleg copy of Clerks one day when I was sick, and that's it. Wow! Well, but Clerks no anything for you? No interest? No. No. Hmm. No. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I mean, yeah, respectable. <laughs> respect it, me. It's yeah. a world okay. to stay away from. I mean, yeah. we know Tommy Marinara here. He is a. He is like me. I, like I have a dark past. Me, uh, You're not missing anything, Terry. Yeah. That's a dark path you don't want to go down. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something you definitely. I mean, you, when you're in it, you're in it. But uh, it's and it's hard to escape from. Yeah. Uh, me no, and Tommy I, are survivors. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't need to. I. <laughs> I have enough cursed knowledge in my brain. I don't need to put Kevin Smith in there too. No, no even no, you know. even I know too much about the Viewisk universe. And I, listen, the, yeah. 
if if I put the view askew universe in my brain, that's less space for Sora to live in. So I need to keep <laughs> exactly. all that real estate available for my precious little boy. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I mean, okay, so our next. Well, I mean, no, I'll, oh, no, I, I'll just say brief, just briefly, like while we're at least on Smith. Uh, at least comment that like I didn't talk about his acting talents, quote unquote, in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's yeah, and okay. yeah, yeah. Most of his like this has at least the strangest acting choices of his. With like one, his weird hand movements where he's just like you from another universe, like a claw hand or whatever the fuck. And then over here, and then he says "sir," which is like his big thing. He always says "sir," and I'm sure that was an ad lib. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know, I I've never said this before. I Absolutely. don't. Or, 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 maybe I have uh, on another episode with another host of another show. But, like, he's not, like, a bad actor. I guess that charisma he has offstage, like, he does put it in his performances. The only thing that bothers me about Smith in this role is, like, the makeup. And, like, his his old outfit. I don't know. It, it was maybe going well, too... Well, I mean, also that he was supposed to be, like, a fucking war vet. It's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's... The believability is strained here. Uh, in this one moment in Southland Tales for me. Just this one moment is strained. Everything else is. But he that just looks one like bit. a gross old man, and I kind of <laughs> dig the whole vibe. Like I don't know, like I, uh, just a weird gross man novel, being being weird. From, yeah, from the graphic novel, he believes that he's like the dungeon master in a large game of Dungeons and Dragons that he is like playing. I mean, uh, and that is like what this movie is essentially is his game of Dungeons and Dragons, but he's not ultimately the person that is leading it. They should have put that in the movie. That's a cool idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit more of it in the con cut, like uh, how Janine Garofalo is like his his like eyes on the field, his like right hand woman, and uh, but yeah, that that is not, <laughs> that's more of a thing from the comic books. Okay, uh, we're gonna move on here. The next scene: Ronald and Martin Kefauver are in the truck. Uh, Ronald found the fluid karma in the truck and asks Martin about it. Uh, Martin Kefauver tells him that he got the uh, fluid karma from Pilot Abilene, which is uh, the man that Roland hurt in Fallujah. Uh, uh, so he takes that as a sign to shoot up with the fluid karma. And uh, we see some uh, images popping through his head. He sees We see a little note from Pilot. The note says, uh, I know you are frightened, but it's worth the risk. Trust me on this. You will endure as you always have. See you on the other side, your friend Pilot. My guess is this is Pilot <clears throat> trying to get him to sign up for Simon Theory's like, uh, testing that happened out there in, uh, okay. in, in Iraq. Yeah. Do you sense. think that tracks? I think that tracks. I never thought about it, but I think that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also get a small uh, shot of Pilot uh, as he's smoking in the arcade. Now, okay. Uh, the song in the background here. Oh, yes. Uh, Go ahead. Just, just let me say this quick. The song in the background playing here is a live version of the song Planet Telex by Radiohead. Oh, I didn't. There's a Radiohead song in this. I didn't know that. So when I saw it this time, this particular moment when um, I always forget which one's which. Marcus, who's in the car shooting up? Is it Ronald or Roland? Ronald. Ronald. When Ronald, Ronald. shoots up uh, and he sees a vision of uh, JT, right? Um, now, I th- initially, sure, I thought memory, you know, but, but then I thought, well... Haven't we talked about, or we will talk about, how fluid karma connects people to each other? 
and like maybe yes yeah maybe when uh, i or maybe this is obvious and i'm just now connecting it but when he takes the drug in the car and he sees you know uh mr timberlake i'm like maybe they are connected at that point then and like maybe there's some knowledge there because they're connected like that they're sure yeah right he he that is where we know pilot Abilene is. So yeah, he's probably getting that vision of him at that moment being there. And he's also getting a vision of, uh, uh, he sees Roland. He's in the back of an ice cream truck and they're somewhere downtown. And he says like, that's to Martin. That's where they're going. Um, we have, we have, uh, this, uh, this voiceover from JT here. Uh, what happened in Fallujah was an accident. They called it friendly fire. And Private Taverner could not forgive himself for what he had done to me. <clears throat> and uh, I take this statement to kind of back up what I ultimately think uh, this film is about for me, personally, anyway. Which is uh, uh, forgiving yourself. Finding finding a way to forgive yourself for... Uh, transgressions you may have committed in the past or that have been committed against you. Uh, like how, uh, pilot, it pilot forgives Roland for, uh, injuring him in Iraq, uh, that, that he, uh, blew up a grenade. He threw a grenade at, uh, at pilot Abilene and, uh, the, the shrapnel, that's what ripped up his face. Gotcha. And, uh, Roland's been haunted by that ever since. Um, and I think this movie is ultimately about trying to forgive yourself uh, for the trauma that you have um, uh, experienced. I, I, I'll talk about this in a couple more episodes. Sorry, we recorded these out of order. <laughs> what? But uh, ultimately, that's what I think this this movie is about. And uh, or if it's not about if it, or if at least it's not about forgiving yourself, it's at least realizing that you have lived through these things and like you are a survivor that you're you're worth fighting for that your life is worth living um you're a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide ultimately i think that's what that line is about uh do do any of you have any thoughts on what i just said um i mean i i can't for the movie I, I would say I kind of get that in terms of uh, particularly like the two Sean William Scott characters feel like two sides of that coin to me, where one is like yeah. so much in like deep regret about that, and the other one is kind of like fooling themselves into believing they're not. I just like I kind of like that um, like that character kind of represents a lot of that here. Even uh, just with something as simple as like after he takes the drug in the scene and the light shows up, like I love that little effect where like one it's simple enough to where it feels like it could be like an actual hallucinogenic thing. Like, not in the over-the-top, like, way you see in movies, but just the weird thing. Like, oh, there's just something weirdly off about, like, the light that's there. But it also kind of gives him a bit of, like, oh, I, I had a bit more resilience as a person. Just to be able to even do this weird yeah. little thing where I can cl- do a clap-on, clap-off with my literal fucking hand light. Um, I think, yeah, I think that that character represents a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 pr- I pretty much agree with that. Um it's hard not to talk about it without talking about like the like the the ending ending um because you can't. For, hmm? there's no reason you can't if you okay fair enough about the ending a so i bit. mean i for me it's like yeah i i i i'm i'm down with the like the self-forgiveness thing but when you're also like context here matters and like yes i get what it, i i i vibe with the message of like you need to be able to forgive yourself and realize that like 
your traumas like your traumas in your past like don't define don't like have to dictate your life and that you survived you're still here and you still have a life worth living and like that's good but also you should probably let go of your hand <laughs> let go of your clone that's gonna uh rip the fabric of space time apart um sure because i talk about i talked or, about this on our see, episode where like yeah I, i'll have a note about that but please continue yeah, this like i'm i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like this movie really does i, I said this on the last episode this movie really does feel like the em- emblematic of the notion that like it is easier for us to visualize the end of the world rather than the end of capitalism which is what um while sean's character professes to be about uh at various points throughout this movie um so i i it, 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 I'm I'm down with the personal stuff of that message, but then when you put it in the larger context, I think it kind of falls apart a little bit. See, well, I think what's what's interesting is that I think there's a bit of like a the movie acknowledges the fact that there's a bit of a hypocrisy with that, like that it has that central message that you're we've been talking about, just like oh forgive yourself or whatever. But at the same time, we humans inherently are often not capable of change. Mm-hmm. degree because even as like we get to like with the John William Scott character like his form of acceptance is just like oh I'm gonna hug my clone buddy that's gonna destroy the universe and it's like this is a really sad moment but also it's kind of fucking cool we're doing this right we're fucking ending the world in this giant ice cream truck another like capitalistic thing just like the most like childish version of capitalism just like a roaming truck that has fucking ice cream that you can pay for <laughs> and shit like that I look that's just like two people like kind of embracing each other in a way that they know will end the world but also also trying to like that's, forgive themselves in the context of the, any fucking ice cream truck. That's fair. And then also just the fact that the ice cream truck has been historically throughout the movie full of fucking guns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which and is the most gun. American fucking thing in the world. Just like, exactly. oh, yeah. Sell guns to children. Sure. But, um, and, and, but, and here's my other read on that uh, about specifically what you both just said about how, he is forgiving himself at the same time that he's ending the world. I take, I'm going to, I'm going to reframe it a little bit. Um, in the way that I take it, which is they say a few times, I don't think they're ending the world. I think they are rebuilding the world in a new image. Like, uh, from the comics, like they are, they, they say that they are, that uh, that uh, the people will meet, they'll converge on this point, and uh, they will build the new Jerusalem. So we're they're ending this world, which doesn't seem worth saving necessarily, but they are building a, a, a new world. And I think that basically just ties into my to the metaphor that I read of forgive yourself, begin your life anew, and. Uh, Right. Anyway. Though, I think I think you're onto something. Now, yeah. And I, I mean, right. Though I though I would also submit that the movie is saying that like that doesn't necessarily mean this new world's gonna be a great thing because look who's building it back up. It's like this guy is fucking building <laughs> oh, it back up exactly once again. Builds it back up. Okay. There there is a small animated short on the Blu-ray. Oh, uh, here we go again. With uh, this, an- <laughs> this animated uh, fucking short. <laughs> Terrible animated show. It Um, it looks like the Squidbillies or something. I hate the fucking look of it. Uh, 
of like these amoeba-like creatures who are living uh, probably millennia in the future in the new world. Um, and they're see- they don't know the history of the old world. Like all that has been basically completely erased, but there are still remnants of the old world. Like the Statue of Liberty, I believe, is in it. Um, and like, it's like a grandpa telling what they know to his son or grandson, a grandpa amoeba telling it to his grandson amoeba, uh, what happened to the world and like what they know and like, they kind of get it wrong. And, uh, it kind of seems like it's leading to a place where all this shit's just going to happen again and we're all going to destroy each other. So maybe it's another meta commentary (laughs) on, uh, Again, at the end of the day, are we worth saving? It's just another question. (laughs) (sighs) Questions on top of questions on top of questions. This fucking movie. (laughs) Richard (laughs) Kelly, the man of uh, multitudes. Okay, so we get some small helicopter footage, uh, reporting news downtown, automatic weapon fire, fire, fires have broken out, shit, whatever. Uh, Martin and Ronald, they roll up to an ATM machine. Uh, Martin wants to take the money out. Uh, all of it, all, all he's going to take all the money that he has out, and they're going to go to Mexico. Um, on the screen, <laughs> I found this very interesting today. Uh, on the screen where Martin is taking uh, his money out, he puts his card in the machine. Okay, so we, first off, we can see his social security number. It's one eight three three eight one seven nine one three. Whatever. He has an A-positive blood type, which I thought that was interesting because that's one of the most common blood types there is, which also makes me, like, is something I love about the movie that, like, Martin Kefauver is the one that ultimately does this, and he's, like, a man on the brink of depression, uh, about to kill himself because he got drafted to the war, and uh, ultimately he's just, like, some fucking guy, but he plays... Um, he plays a crucial part in the end of uh, the in the in either the end of the world or the rebirth of the world, however you want to see it. And uh, I, I just really like that. So, like the A positive blood type uh, reinforces that a little bit. But also something very fascinating. Uh, <laughs> Martin Kefauver was born on June thirty second, nineteen ninety. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes, on the screen. He was born 632-1990. Yeah, that's So he's weird. he's a man that doesn't exist. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, right? Throws the whole thing into a new perspective. Oh, I, I also don't don't know don't know if you noticed, but the uh the the ATM uh it's it's from the Rove Credit Union. Interesting. Oh, okay. Oh God. Did did you uh. did you do some research into that, Marcus? There's no Carl Rove's a guy. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what the reference is. Huh. <laughs> On the citation of Wikipedia, it says what <laughs> Carl Rove is a guy. <laughs> Carl Rove is a guy. <laughs> he's a dude. You know, he's just like he's just like me and you, Tommy. You know, he's just a dude. He likes to vibe. I I no I will not I am not with the Carl Rove bros. <laughs> That's not me. I'm not part of that group. I don't hang this with just my dog in Carl Rove. Double edge double bill endorsed by Carl Rove. Oh no. Our endorsed by Odin. No. 
getting the getting the getting the much coveted rove thumbs up. Oh god, <laughs> the endorsement everyone okay. wants. <laughs> Okay, uh, Martin worries uh, uh, about uh, not getting the money out, and like almost robotically, uh, Ronald uh, says, uh, the, uh, "Perhaps the line of the movie: uh, We're going to take the ATM machine with us to Mexico." <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. It's even it's the, the detail of him being one of those assholes who says "ATM machine." Yes, <laughs> just that he does the repetitive bullshit is perfect. Yeah. It's so good. What a stupid it really man. Is. Uh. It's really it's really, really good. Uh we cut from here to uh the Zeppelin, back to the Mega Zeppelin. Uh box this is a little interesting, uh kinda kinda little caught detail here I noticed. Uh so Boxer is uh he's seated at the table, uh right next to Madeline, his his wife. Uh, but he's facing directly away from her as she's talking to somebody else. Uh, neither of them are looking at each other. Like there's no connection between them. Um, and it's time for the national anthem. Whoa! The national anthem to be performed by Rebecca Del Rio from Mulholland Drive and Twin Peaks: The Return. Fame. Uh-huh. 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 And uh-huh. she sings the national anthem, partly in, in Spanish, Spanish and partly in rules. English. It whips. As violinists play behind her and fireworks explode outside and the this, ATM is ripped out of the wall. This is the only version of the national anthem. It is okay to bop too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm less familiar with her from Mulholland Drive, but Tara, I know it's one of your favorite movies. Uh-huh. Uh what 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 is how's Rebecca in, in Mulholland Drive? What like she's like a singer in that movie? Does she Let- like play any important role? She is like she is like the linchpin of that movie. Get it? Hey, hey. Uh, um, there is a sequence in Mulholland Drive where your two leads uh, go to a nightclub, and she sings. Uh, she 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 sings. She performs a song that is. I, uh, it's been a hot it, it, it's um, crying the royal yeah, it's, song. it's called Yorando I, I, I did google it because I wanted to be sure but just like there's this whole prelude of like they're like they're saying like no I bonda there is no band like nothing here like it's it's calling attention to the artifice of everything and like the performance of it and all like uh that that uh ah Mulholland Drive good um <laughs> that sequence is somehow like extremely emotional because she just sells that performance so hard but also like in the way lynch does it's so artificial and distant that it's it is it is simultaneously like holding you as close as you possibly can be held to the tv screen while pushing you as far back as it as it can manage and it's 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 one of the most impressive sequences in that movie and that movie is just full of impressive sequences uh she's great she's phenomenal there's a point where she just like collapses and her singing keeps going uh it rules it's great the sequence is incredible everyone should go watch Mulholland Drive yeah fuck you and hey fun fact she is in part 10 of Twin Peaks The Return and something I was reminded of just now um on stage with her during that performance in that episode guess who Moby. Moby on a guitar. And who's Moby? What? No, he's not. Yeah. 
Moby. No, he's not. Yeah. What? Yeah. Moby's on. Mo- a- Moby's not real. Moby's <laughs> not real. We talked about this on my episode. Is I don't he believe really? Moby exists. Again, just to reiterate, Moby was on stage with Rebecca Dorio performing on an During episode no, when when she was singing No Stars. Yes, Moby was playing guitar. Holy on stage. Shit, and who I have I, no idea. And for those who don't know, Moby provided the soundtrack uh, for South on Tales. So your mind just got and blown. This and this podcast, yeah, the theme of this podcast is by Moby. Thank you, Moby, by the way. Um, but yeah, did, did did that just blow your mind, listeners? Marcus's mind is surely blown. That, yeah, that really did. <laughs> yeah, that's Moby's a fanta- that's a fascinating uh, crossover for me. I, I wonder if they somehow met doing this. I, that's fascinating. And that's the episode. Thanks, folks. We, we can't, I can't talk <laughs> that. Like, so, she's, singing the, she's singing the national anthem, yeah. uh, half in Spanish, half in English. Uh, violinists are playing behind her. The footage is intercut with uh, Ronald attaching a chain to the ATM machine. And uh, there's fireworks outside, and Nana Mae Frost is in her office uh, watching the performance. And at the crescendo, the finale of the song, Martin and Ronald finally rip the ATM machine out of the wall and they uh, drag it down the streets fast five style uh, <laughs> sparks and money are flying everywhere as um, as the unhoused people run to scoop the money off the ground and that does end our episode oh that's it wow well, that was it came quick um, that, I mean that really is the end of the section it's a short section it's like nine minutes long or something Right. But I mean, just the beautiful sort of like juxtaposition, obviously, here of like the elite up in their mega Zeppelin, mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. celebrating with like the the national anthem playing and everything so big and boisterous while they're the everyone on the ground is scrounging for money. That's yeah. come out of like yeah. an ATM that's just been destroyed out of the wall. It's, it's yeah, a perfect like, kind uh, of. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there was the, 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 the news story of Marcella, like you asked earlier about like the news stories. There's the, the news story of the, of the 99 year old woman who, uh, walks to walks. He, she still works, uh, six days a week at the Chick-fil-A and she walks to her job, picking up trash on the side of the road. Ugh. And, uh, it's because she doesn't, cause she has a great work ethic and this is something to strive towards that we should have 99 year old women working for us. Ah, so, yeah, it's great. What a great, great society. We live Actually, in. you know what? No, you know what? Never mind. Roland and Ronald shake hands. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Wrap it up. Get acquainted. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Wrap it up. Let's go. Moment of science. Oh so, yeah, for we're America. Up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, oh, are you, are you telling me, Marcus, to wrap it Turn up? Turn off the lights when you're done, America. Please. <laughs> I, I, I. It, it is. It is. Um, I'll, I'll say this because we're on the topic, and I want to th- make things more of a downer. But like, I did have that conversation with somebody, which I'm sure a lot of people have had. Maybe you guys have had it too, uh, with people close to you. But out on a porch, middle of the night, and we just said, "Hey." Like, how long do you think we have <laughs> as a society? <laughs> and it's like, I, it was one of those where it's like, I've thought about it and to actually talk with somebody about it. It's not a hopeful conversation to have with anybody at the moment. Nope. So, uh, I don't know. Like, that's a reason why I love, like, the this movie. I, I, I just said I loved it, which I don't think I've done before and maybe won't ever again. 
Um, but it's this it, is the, the big step in the relationship with you in the movie. I know. I, I, it was like, will Southland Tales say it back? On the, Marcus, on this day of your outright victory, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is one of the greatest things that ever. Marcel finally coming clean and saying his true feelings about this film. I only love a few love things it. like Southland Tales, uh, my family, and like Comedy Bang your Bang. Mom, Those are the only yeah. things I love. Comedy wow, bang, not bang, even yeah. your cats, Marcel. Oh, I love them. No, cats. stop. I love my cats. Those those are hey, those are part of my family. Your movie okay? collection. My family uh is part of my also part of his family, the movie collection. The movie collection, part of my family. <laughs> when I say family, that's who I mean. All everybody from the family from uh Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast and Furious. I was say, Marcel is using family in the Vin Diesel term. A lot of people are in method. there. A lot of people are in there. Um but yeah. So what's my point? Yeah, okay, sure. I'm waiting for Southland Tales to say uh, I love you back. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe it'll happen when I watch the cons cut. But like yeah, it there's this sort of no matter and having conversations with people about this movie for the last 2 years maybe now. I don't even know how long we've been doing this. It has been less cuz I started uh, my, my viewpoint was like, oh yeah, the world ends. But then having conversations with a lot of people about the ending in particular and how hopeful it can be and how much of a catharsis it is and you know this realization that like it's it is about sure the society crumbling, but also forgiveness and like maybe a reset. So all of that is in a way hopeful and I, I, I appreciate this piece of art for what it's trying to say. Maybe it, it maybe maybe it is apocalyptic, but also maybe there's a bit of hope in there. So at least there's that. When you're staring down the apocalypse, it's hard not to be apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good point. And and hey, if we can have fun along the way, let's have fun. <laughs> let's try to. <laughs> there's no drinkable rainwater anywhere left on Earth. Yeah, that's another headline that got me. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> all right. At this point, at this point, you really do just have to have a nice apocalypse, don't you? That's the name. Uh, exactly. Finally, they. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. Marcel, somebody, somebody and their knows seat, us. Like, is looking somebody at their phone, just like, hey, they said the thing. <laughs> they said the thing. That's Chappie. <laughs> That's Chappie. <laughs> now, do we have any final thoughts on this chapter? Or maybe Southland Tales uh, again uh, overall? Marcus, maybe you want to start? Trying to find a question maybe related to what's happened here. Ah, uh, shit. I'm going to leave all this in, by the way. I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> all this dead air. Fuck. <laughs> no, we slowed it up with, like, straining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So we found out Martin Kefauver's social security numbers. Could I hear uh, Tara and uh, Tommy? Could you tell us yours? That's a good question. Good question, good question, good question. <laughs> Seven eight two nine nine. Wait, no. <laughs> eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. <laughs> two two five Mine one. Starts with a four. Uh, For the record, that is not my social security number. I just pulled random numbers out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> try and steal my identity with that. Sure, see where that gets you. Go for it, <laughs> listeners. Try opening a credit card with that number and tell me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Write in your results to dream a little deeper pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I want Alex to be wondering why people are writing about random social security numbers. <laughs> okay, well, 
Tara, I know you have a hard out. Yeah. Uh, and we did go a little bit long in the intro, so I think we can cut this section of this short. But, uh, Tara, Tommy, any last words uh, before we get Marcelo's decision? Marcelo was the referee. So oh, that's right. Marcelo's I forgot this was a competition. That's right. Okay, who yeah. Won the championship. I'm the referee. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but but first, let's go to you, Tara and uh, Tommy, to talk about your experience here today. When you say our experience here, you mean on the show or like with the film? <laughs> on the show, uh, how your day has uh, just been going so far, regardless I mean, of the show, uh, uh, and the film too. Uh, if you thoughts want. about the movie, thoughts yeah. about anything, really. I mean, listen, I had to be at work at six a.m. I was up all night. I got to work and at like mm. walking into the building, I crossed twenty-four hours being awake. So I've been having a day. Yeah, it's, it's a good great. time, and I got to uh, See, indulge in my sleep-induced <laughs> stupor. Uh, with a viewing of Southland fucking tales. Yeah, so tw- <laughs> 22 hours into your fucking without sleep and you watch Southland tales. Yeah, dog. It was wild. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. I forgot I how weird this fucking movie can really be. When it, when, you, Tommy- when you get, when you get to the point where Krista is actually just on TV going, teen horniness is not a crime. <laughs> And you got the song playing. It's great. You got the, it's great. It's good. Uh, and Tommy, you were out of town. You just flew back in and like 10 minutes later started. <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep going. I feed off your booze. <laughs> um, but but no, I mean, uh, it was interesting also because like I didn't have time to rewatch the whole movie and prep for this. So I was kind of concerned, like, am I going to be able to just jump into this segment? a couple times and rewatch that before I get into the show and will I be able to like get back into that groove of Southland Tales and what's interesting is even just watching this 10 minute segment just like nope right back in it yeah. right back on my bullshit <laughs> watching this movie just like nah I, I, I can get right back into that weird mindset like it hasn't skipped a beat well that's good I, I, I like that like uh, every chapter of this movie um, has that it's it, it, it's like cutting cocaine or something you know you can put some baby powder in it sure but it's still gonna get that kick right actually that's a bad analogy I don't do drugs <laughs> I'm not sure if that worked or not but he just deals say. them that's all he does Honestly, I did I did just watch I did just rewatch all of Breaking Bad you know not too long ago um, excuse me Annie Hall what about I watched Andy Hall? No, he sneezes. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I base all my cocaine knowledge on that one scene from Andy Hall. Nothing else. <laughs> um, it, 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 this movie, whether you you know cut it into twelve chapters or not, it's still you're still going to get that essence of Richard Kelly and Southland Tales in every chapter. No, yeah, yeah. It, well, I, I, I think uh, doing this, we have we have found meaningful things to say about every single chapter. This was. This is a journey worth uh, continuing because we still have two episodes to do. Yeah, and I hope the I hope the, those goes those go well. I mean, I, I I hope those turn out fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about those. I, yeah, I de- I definitely hope that I definitely think that at least one of them will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Tara. Thank you to Thomas for coming on. Um, and I think now is uh, now is the, the three count. Now I have to make a decision. Of who wins yeah. uh, in this bout of uh, best guest on the show. Um, so I'm gonna say, here's my ruling. 
oh no it's a draw you both get the championship you get to share oh, it oh man. my god isn't that anticlimactic like is that split championship split championship oh jeez oh, so should we like cut the belt in half then is that no how actually really? they're, they're gonna be two championships WWE did this yeah. like 20 years ago they had the WCW championship yeah. Uh, and then they turn it turn into like the WCW Championship and the World Championship. So now there are two yeah. uh, uh, belts uh, in uh, Have Nice perhaps, Apocalypse uh, Entertainment. Yeah, and perhaps when we bring you two back, we'll have a unification match yeah. to try to bring the titles back together. Yeah. Again, these are the rules of uh, the, you know Southland Tales uh, Entertainment. <gasps> CT wrestling. <laughs> Can, can can you not get can you not tell that we hosted a wrestling podcast for like three years before this like it's yeah. or it seemed like it was three years <laughs> listen the work you the work y'all are doing from keeping that you're, that is keeping me away from wrestling and any <laughs> it, from ever ever considering getting into something I know that I would just eat the fuck up right the work y'all are doing to keep this away from me incredible can't wait to turn around and do this to anime with marcello even more than he already is like no absolutely not we gotta end this show this is this show's gotta end and i, I don't mean just this episode just the entire series no i'm joking yeah yeah <laughs> this is a disaster this has been okay, this so has been thank fun. you two for coming on. No, I I was gonna I was gonna uh, give them platitudes, Marcus. I was gonna say I had a okay, great time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. So please, calm down. You can go. both praise me. Okay, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do it equally. So okay, you guys are great, uh, Tara, Thomas, Marcus. You can say something. Uh, yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> With all the bravado of a drunk dad on a fucking recliner, just like good job, good job. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I took the garbage out. Are you having a down day? <laughs> like, why are you crying? Did you have a... I mean, we can talk about this later. All right. Uh, Tara, uh, plugs. Yes. We're in the plug section of the show. Where can the people Hi. listening find you online if you wish to be, if you wish to be found? If I wish to be found, yeah. one, please do not perceive me. I do not like to be perceived unless it is by my by my consent. However, if you do wish to perceive me against my wishes, you can go find, my, find me on Twitter at play underscore champion. Uh, you can also follow the podcast I do called Dream a Little Deeper at Dream Deeper Pod on Twitter. Uh, that is a critical retrospective of the Walt Disney Animation Studios films in order. We are in the, at the tail end of our quote-unquote second season which is basically just we had a bunch of episodes banked and had to release them at some point um uh you can also email that show at um i'm upset the twitter bio doesn't have the email in it anymore i'm I'll, i gotta go yell at alex about that uh, i think it's dream deep dream a little deeper pod at gmail.com if you want to email that show uh but yeah listen to that show it's a fun time yeah, it's it's a it's a lot more structured than this show. It's a lot more professional and uh, I would, actually insightful mm, than this show. I wouldn't. I would not say. I would not say it's more professional. Nah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I mean, in that you might you do like a mild amount of prep for that show. I believe that's opposed to this, <laughs> like this <laughs> chaos. It's not a high fucking bar. <laughs> Thomas, if you want to know how much prep we do, DM me afterwards. <laughs> I got shit to show you. Speaking of, speaking of Thomas, Thomas, it's your time for plugs now. Thomas. Oh, Lord, speaking of a show with no prep. Um, you can, uh, I do Double Edge, Double Bill, which is also on Talk Film Society, uh, where my co-host Adam and I and a guest, whoever would appear, uh, pop up to do discuss a good and a bad feature related to the topic. 
Um, just as an example, uh, we did an urban fantasy episode recently that uh, covers both uh, Ponyo, the Hayao Miyazaki movie, and the Sci-Fi Channel original movie Skeleton Man. What? So the just fuck? to tell you, I know <laughs> it's a weird show. <laughs> we, we do weird shit like that. Um, but we're at DEDB Pod, uh, where you can find us, and uh, you can submit emails to us double edge double bill at gmail.com, all spelled out, and we have a Patreon. Uh, where for just $1, you can vote for topics or movies that we cover, and we do bonus podcast episodes on there, too. There we go. Uh, Marcus, I'll do your plugs. Follow Marcus at GunkBlader. G-U-N-K-B-L-A-D-E-R. As for my Mm -hmm. plugs... Uh, talkfromsociety.com as always patreon patreon.com slash talkfromsociety the next week or so from this Thomas episode Thomas did you mention your Patreon wait wait wait, I'm sorry hang on I'm sorry Marcus Marcel just fucked up your Twitter handle no that's been the joke for the last two years now Uh, I don't remember Uh, I don't I don't remember uh, how it happened but I've been doing it where no 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 it's it's funny no 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 no. I'm glad I'm just gonna go away no, I'm glad. I'm going to curl up in a ball of shame. I'm glad you're bringing it up. I because- accidentally spelled it wrong on an episode <laughs> a long time ago, and Marcel and I brought it up to Marcelo, which was my fault. I brought it up to Marcelo, saying I was embarrassed about it, and he has not no. let me uh, live it down for the last couple of years. Bits are more show. important than accuracy. I respect it. I yeah, it. bits yes, are more yes. important. This is a hundred percent true. You make me sound like a monster. Gunkablader. Well, if the shoe fits, <laughs> if the shoe fits, yeah. my guy. Speaking of Patreon, you, should, you guys, uh, uh, people listening, should go check out uh, Thomas's and Double Edge Double Bill's Patreon. I think Marcus is trying to exactly trying to bring that up too. But yeah, th- there's enough for everybody. Everybody, go to everybody's Patreon and donate. Uh, yeah, I give a dollar to them. Give a dollar to us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Go. Go. Uh, price of a cup of coffee a day. You can get them a, a month of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wanted to say. You could, just, you could just pay. You could just DM me and I'll, and I'll give you my PayPal. You could just send me money. I don't give yeah, shit. PayPal Terra a dollar. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, I was going to say this one last thing. On our Patreon, Marcus and I do commentaries every month. And this month's yeah. uh, commentary is uh, the Nathan for You episode Finding Francis, uh, which I'm excited to, oh my to get out there because I. I get into it because I love the show, and I bring Marcus along for the ride, and it gets personal, folks. So check it out Ugh. on the Patreon. I need to do a commentary with y'all. That'd be fun. Yeah, but uh, people have been clamoring. Be fun, yeah. People have been clamoring to do commentaries with us because uh, when we did Tenant in July, uh, uh, Manish Mathur and Matt Curion <laughs> yes. were like, "Why did why didn't you invite us? Yeah. Why, like, why why weren't you invite Why didn't you invite us?" <laughs> Because yeah, Tara, I, th- I I do. You know what, Tara? I think we'll get you on one pretty soon. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And and, and 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 Thomas. We'll, we'll talk. And Thomas. We'll talk. It's nice. No, no. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom, Thomas. Uh, you know, like, hey, look. You seem like a nice guy. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I think we've reached the the, the end end of this. <laughs> Thomas, you've got a fifty fifty chance of getting on this podcast, but when you get in the ring with me, those chances go down dramatically. Now, now yeah, we see who the winner I, is. <laughs> you're doing Steiner math on him. <laughs> oh jeez, oh man, oh jeez. 
right. so much fun. Marcus, we have to end this show like uh, we do every episode. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Here we go. Hey, uh, folks, uh, listeners out hey, there. Hey, everybody. Um, have. Have. Helms D- uh, a I nice guts. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Yay. They said the thing. Oh.